0: to our teach time we dealing with the series on the holy spirit and so today i want to teach a little bit on the holy spirit as a person and i want to answer some questions that we've had and some of us ha- still have concerning the holy spirit now we we know that we cannot serve god without the holy spirit and when we receive the holy spirit uh, at, at salvation uh, we don't only get the Holy Spirit, but we get the gifts. So, we, 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 we don't only get the Holy Spirit Himself, we get the gifts that He also brings to us, and uh, which are contained in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where the Bible says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit that distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working. But all of them and every one of them are the same at work. Now to each one is given the manifestation of the gift is given for some common good. That means all of us have been received and are gifts of the spirit that is available to each one of us. And as we exercise this, the gift of the Holy Spirit, we begin to grow in our walk with God, be able to serve. You cannot just serve God or serve in the body of Christ, whether you be a leader, you be a worker in the church, you cannot serve just out of goodwill or just your own emotion or intellect. You have to be led by the spirit of the Lord. It's very different and many people would understand this, that serving within the house of the Lord requires you to be led by the spirit of the Lord, amen. So whether you serve as a Sunday school teacher, part of a worship team, or any other ministry department within a local church, there should be the gifts of the Spirit that are evident in your life. This is very important uh, because it, it allows you to deal with people differently. Secondly, we cannot witness without the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, this is a very important part. You are called to be a witness. A witness, we know by, by the basic definition of it, is someone that has seen or something occur firsthand. That means you don't witness to what someone else told you or to years Information You can only witness to that which you have personally experienced. Now, this is very important. Sometimes we may be doctrinally sound, logically perfect, but unless we speak by the power of the Holy Spirit, we cannot ex- a- 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 receive the desired results. That means there are some things that can only occur when you begin to speak by the power of the Holy Spirit. I was reminded of a little illustration that I that I read. There, there were two, uh, uh, in China, there were two young believers that just gave their heart to the Lord. They were full on fire for the Lord. And after a few months of being saved, they felt a compulsion in their heart to go and be missionaries and witness in another further uh, further part of, of, of China. And so when they came to the leadership of the church and... Uh, And they had uh, interactions with them, they were told that you are too young, you are not ready, you're immature, you need some development, you need to be taught before you can go out. And uh, these two missionaries still felt the compulsion in their heart, they felt the zeal of God and the desire to go. And after three years they returned and when they returned back to their local church where they were, they were asked many questions. And so when people looked at them, they they came and gave a report. And the people were amazed at the report. They came and they said, in the three years that we've been away, there has been 3,000 people that have been added to the kingdom of God. Also, we have planted 30 home churches. When the leadership heard this and they, they wondered and they asked them the question, how did you do it? How did you know what to do? What strategy did you use? Who was teaching you? All of those things. They said every morning we woke up, we prayed, we read the word, and we said, Holy Spirit, lead us. The evidence is that there are some things that can happen. And and we're reminded in Zechariah, it's not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord, that we can begin to see and do certain things. Now, we see even in the lives of of these missionaries, the Holy Spirit empowers us to complete a task and without him, we are unable to do it, amen? So it's not about our intellect, it's not about our doctrine, it's not about our logical thought, but it is by the Spirit of the Lord. That's where salvation takes place. So we understand, and we come to the point today, that the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is not a thing, it's not an it. He is not an impersonal force or energy, like some people teach and believe. The Holy Spirit is a person. Now, it's often easier for us to see the attributes of God the Father, as we discuss the Godhead, uh, the attributes of God the Father, the attributes of the Son, Jesus Christ, but it's often harder for us to see the attributes of the Holy Spirit. And yet, even in the New Testament, there are various symbols that are used, such as the Holy Spirit is is, is symbolic, uh, or, or oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit, or fire, the symbolic of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and we know that the Holy Spirit indwells each believer and gives us a desire. So we, we beg to ask the question today, who then is the Holy Spirit? As I started off saying today, the Holy Spirit is a person. Psychologists and sociologists tell us that the attributes of a person or a personality are threefold. In order for something or someone to be considered a person, they must have three attributes. One, intellect, second, emotion, and thirdly, will. And now I will qualify to say to you and prove to you from Scripture why I say the Holy Spirit is a person. Firstly, the Holy Spirit possesses an intellect. Romans chapter 8, verse 27, For he who searches our hearts knows the mind, the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance to the will of God, amen? So we ascertain from this portion of scripture that the Holy Spirit possesses a mind, amen? And is not just a raw power or energy, amen? Then secondly, we also see that the Holy Spirit speaks, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. The Holy Spirit clearly says, that means speaks, that in the latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. That means it's it's it, it clearly mentioned here that the Spirit clearly speaks that this will happen in the latter times. Right? Even in Acts chapter 1 verse 16, brothers and sisters, the scripture had fulfilled, uh, had to be fulfilled in that which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. So we see that the, the Bible speaks about the Holy Spirit speaking. Then we also see that the Holy Spirit possesses an emotion and expresses emotions or feelings. In Romans chapter 15 verse 30, I urge you brothers and sisters by the Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to join me in my struggle by praying for God for me. Or praying to God for me. That means he speaks of the love of the Holy Spirit a characteristic of the Holy Spirit the ability to express an emotion of love Ephesians four thirty, it says do not grieve the Holy Spirit amen so we can see that the Holy Spirit can be grieved grief is, is an emotion then in in Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 it says and the spirit cries out that means it says because you are his sons God sent the spirit of his son into your hearts that the Spirit calls out, Abba, Father. So we see the Spirit cries out. Then the Spirit, in Acts chapter 9, the Spirit can be tempted. In Acts chapter 5, it speaks about the whole account of Ananias and Sapphira and it speaks about why do you lie to the Holy Spirit. So we see that there are emotions and uh, 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 that are attached and feelings attached to the Holy Spirit. We also see that the Holy Spirit can be blasphemed. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 31, it speaks about uh, uh, about blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. So we ascertain there's an intellect, we ascertain that there's emotions, and lastly, we we, we look at it and we see that the Holy Spirit possesses a will. In 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 1 Corinthians 12 verses 11 it says all these are the work of one and same spirit, and he distributes them to each one as he determines or as he wills. One 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 version of the Bible says as he wills. So we understand that the, the Holy Spirit as the will. So it meets all three characteristics that is required for some uh, a person to be designated a person. Now, I want to end off. By this and say why do we say he the Holy Spirit is he the Holy Spirit in John chapter 16 verse verses 7 and 8 it says but verily I tell you it is not for your good that I'm going away unless I go away the advocate will not come to you but if I go I will send him to you and when he comes he will prove the world to be wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Amen. So, and he says, because people do not believe in me about righteousness, because I'm going to the Father where you can, can see me no longer. But the prince of this world now stands condemned. So he speaks about this and he says, but he will come. I will send him. This is Jesus referring to the Holy Spirit. So I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit is a person. He is the third person of the Godhead. One is not greater or lesser than the other. Amen. So we have to understand the role of the Holy Spirit is very fundamental in our understanding, in our belief as Christians. I pray that the Holy Spirit will have his perfect will and way in your life so i pray that in the short synopsis i know i had to cover quite a few scriptures today but the idea was to give you a scriptural foundation for what we believe and i can tell you in understanding this we will get to the place where we don't disregard the work of the holy spirit in our lives can you can you bow together with me for a word of prayer and we're gonna Trust God that that the Holy Spirit will be revealed to you, come alive in your life. This is what, I do not want to just do a teaching about the Holy Spirit. I want you to know him. You know, that's what Paul said, that we may know him in the power of his resurrection, in the power of his sufferings. Amen. I pray that you would get to know the person of the Holy Spirit, that he will be revealed in your life. And that I want you to understand, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't try to play down the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. When God speaks to you, he's speaking to you today through the Spirit of the living God. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you that the Word of God brings light and life. And so we pray today for your sons and daughters that they would get a revelation of who the Holy Spirit is in their lives Holy Spirit, we pray. We say, welcome, Holy Spirit. We acknowledge the person of the Holy Spirit that is at work in our lives. Help mature us. Help us to fulfill the purposes of God. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Good night. I pray this is a blessing to you. Good night and see you tomorrow evening.